Hey everybody, welcome. This is Shannon Price, the Mind Mechanic. I'm here to help you navigate your life. Welcome and thanks for tuning into today's podcast. My goal in life is to change the way people see and treat themselves, to educate, empower, and evolve. I've dedicated a huge portion of my life to helping each person become the best version of who they are, one step at a time, and to teach them how to do this continually for the rest of their lives. You and I have one thing in common. We want to constantly improve our lives and be the best version of ourselves. Many people have lived their lives pretty much the same way for a very long time, stuck. You are capable of making the biggest transformation of your life. You are capable of becoming unstuck. If you consider all the ways we've made ourselves feel stuck, becoming unstuck is just a change in perspective, a change of mindset and behavior. So how would it feel if you couldn't find that feeling of anxiety or fear any longer? because you know how to control it and you know how to take charge. What is it that you struggle with internally that causes all that external anxiety and emotion or those actions that you just wish would stop? I know how to help you. I know how to help you help yourself and make it stop once and for all. So spend a little time with me and learn how to do that for the rest of your life. Today, I'm talking with Molly Camacho. Molly is not only a well-respected friend of mine for at least the last 13 or so years, she's also my physical therapist and has literally saved me many times over those years. Truly, she is the best in the business. We are going to talk today about the stress, the emotions, um, and and all of that stuff that comes with building a blended family. We know it takes patience, work, planning, and love. Hey, Molly, it's so nice to have you on the podcast today. I want to talk to you a little bit about today, your blended family, and what it took to put this all together. So blended families, putting them together emotionally, how exciting was it, how stressful was it, all that kind of stuff. All right, sounds good. All right, so I'm gonna ask you a few questions because I know our listeners are like, I wanna know about this. So number one, who are the members of your blended family? Okay, so we have uh, myself and then my significant other, Kim, and the three of us have, we, we have three boys. So we have Marcus and he's 15 years old now. And Caleb is 13 and Mason is 11. We've been to blended family for 10 years now. So our kiddos were little when we got together. So yeah, we've, we've had a lot of time to um, have some ups and downs and learn some things from mistakes and learn what works and learn what doesn't work. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I really am curious as to um, the, the kids. What was their biggest challenge? Oh, that's a good one. I would say, um, you know, coming in, they 
when everybody would ask me, how do the kids get along? I would say they get along like regular brothers. I think like 75 to 80% of the time they're playing together, having fun, getting along. And then there's that smaller percentage of the time where they're, they're just fighting. They're <laughs> fighting over toys or, um, um, just irritating each other, picking on each other, getting on each other's nerves. Um, they have sibling rivalry, just like um, just like any siblings do. Um, you know, the, and the difference with us is that um, my two biological kids, Marcus and Mason, are with us 50% of the time, and Caleb's with us 100% of the time. So there's a little bit of back and forth um, with when the boys are here and not here. And so sometimes Caleb's kind of like an only child and some of the times he has a, an older and a younger brother. So, oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it, it's just a little bit different on different days of the week. Oh my goodness. What? Uh, so I love, um, I love when we talk about this at, at our appointments and stuff, but what's the biggest challenge you face together as a blended family? Sure. I would say that and one of the biggest challenges, there's, there's, there's a lot of them, but one of the biggest ones is co-parenting. So co-parenting, um, you know, especially early on, co-parenting with a new person. So um, you're just trying to figure out, you know, what, what's your parenting style and where do you agree with that other person and where do you disagree and how do you handle that when you, when you disagree with your, with your co-parent? And I mean, that's, that's hard with even a, a traditional family, a non-blended family to co-parent with another person. It's all the same, it's all the same issues, but with a blended family, you just have, it's a new person that you're co-parenting with. And then to add another level of difficulty, you're co-parenting with the, the other parent, the other biological parent. So, oh, yeah. so for Kim and I, it's our, it's our ex-husbands that we're co-parenting with. So instead of for me, instead of co-parenting with one other person, I'm co-parenting with, with two other people. So right. just, you know, you get more people in the mix and <laughs> there's going to be some more conflict and more difficulty and just more work. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I need to communicate with, with both of them. Um, and I can communicate with Kim face to face and I can communicate with my ex on text or, or cell phone and just making sure remembering to do that. All the time, <laughs> a new thing can be hard, and uh, um, you know, remembering to do it, and and then just just doing it and taking the time. So it's just a little, it's a little extra work, and then especially, um, you know, just more opportunities for there to be some disagreement or just lack of a cohesive um, decision when it comes to co-parenting with three people. Oh, for sure. That's for sure. I, I can't even imagine. I know that this is so common these days, the uh, blended families and co-parenting with not only your new spouse, but ex-spouses. And um, you guys seem to do it very cohesively, although I know there are lots of a, a little bitty trials and tribulations that could be, uh, you know, big, turn into big things. Um, so, so. I would say, I'm going to ask you, what have you learned in the past 10 years? Um, being a blended family, what, I just want to know, what are the biggest hurdles you've had to overcome? What have you learned, not only um, because you have a new spouse and a new family, what have you learned about yourself 
And what have you learned about maybe your ex? Okay. Um, let me start with um, just what we've what we've learned is that as a blended family, and this is something we really try to achieve. We 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 are still just a regular family, so we try to balance that, and it's hard. Like we are a family, and we try to you know try to forget sometimes that we are a blended family, but the reality of it is we are um, a blended family, and so. Um, you know, we, we've learned that it, it's a little easier to have patience with your biological kids. All kids have strengths and weaknesses and irritating things that they do. And, uh, it, both Kim and I learned, and this, this probably took quite a while, like, you know, yeah, you're right. I, maybe I am a little harder on my kid that's my not my biological kid, my, my bonus kid, uh, because it's just harder to be patient. Those little irritating things they do just get under your skin a little bit more for some reason. And, and, uh, I, I don't know if this is something that's just with us or if it's something all blended families experience, but, um, you know, for us, we have a little more patience for our biological kids. And then we tend to be maybe a little less hard on them when it comes to disciplining them or correcting them. Um, and so it was a really big help for Kim and I to just acknowledge that and to admit that, yeah, you're right. You know, if you kind of have, you know, maybe said in the past that you're harder on, you know, your own, my, my kid than, than your own kids. And, and, uh, that was, it was a little hard to admit cause we just try to, um, you know, be, do a, a good job of, of treating everyone fairly and equally. And, you know, I try to, to, to treat all three of them like they're my biological children. But, um, you know, sometimes no matter how hard you try, it can be a challenge. And so right. when we admitted that to ourselves and to each other, it was just like, okay, that that's just the way it is. And we can have more empathy for each other. <laughs> this is just something that happened. So, um, you know, we can still try our best to be fair and, uh, and, uh, do our best, but mistakes are going to happen. And we just right. have to, we just have to, um, expect that and learn from the mistakes and, and just be forgiving. Yeah. I love that. Um, that's gotta be such, such a crazy, um, thing to have to, to get used to. But, um, you guys are so, to me, you guys are very successful at this and, what what makes you successful in my eyes is that you talk everything out and you you decide what you know what to do together and if if Kim has something she wants to tell you about well you know i, I here's what i don't like that you did with my son yeah. um just the way you know you're trying to to teach him something and i'd rather teach him something like this and so sometimes it's hard to go oh well, this is how I've always done it with my guys, yeah. with my kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, so, but, and she's at the same point where she's like, well, this is how I've always done it with my child. So yeah. I love that you guys work this out. I know it can't be easy, but I do know that the kids are better for it because mm -hmm. they see different things and they see different ways of learning. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Communication is the key and just keeping open lines of communication yeah. and, you know, not pointing fingers or blaming, but just say, hey, um, you know, this is, 
what I noticed and this is how it makes me feel and um, you know what can we what can we do to work through it yeah it can be so so super emotional and um, yeah. you know which is it if it wasn't it wouldn't be real you know yeah. Um, you know what I have to ask you is when it comes to holidays when it comes to Christmas or um, Thanksgiving things like that even maybe Halloween um, how do you guys do holidays birthdays other special occasions how does that work in your blended family um, especially when you want to include the old the ex-spouses uh, and maybe any of their kids how does all that work for you guys Sure. So uh, we have uh, just in our agreement between myself and um, my boy's uh, father is that we alternate every other holiday, every other major holiday um, each year. And then the following year, it'll be flip flopped. So, you know, basically um, like with Christmas and New Year's, if I have I'll have them on Christmas and he'll have them on New Year's. Um, and then, uh, this, this, this past holiday, he had them on Christmas and I had them on New Year's. So we, we just, we, I thought that we did a good job of making it fair and even and, 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 uh, you know, every other holiday birthdays were in there. Um, we actually didn't include Halloween, but yeah. Memorial Day and Labor Day weekend. So, um, so yes, yeah, some holidays. We have our whole family of five, and some holidays is just the three of us, and um, that was really hard at the beginning. Um, the, our very first Christmas, my two kiddos were with their dad. Oh, and I bet that was really hard. It was a very hard day. I actually think I spent a lot of the day in bed. I was just sad and um, depressed and um you know, just a lot of emotions going on and it was hard to enjoy the day because it just seemed wrong. Right. It just, it just didn't seem right to not have them there. It was, it was just quiet. There was less, less, less people and, you know, kids especially tend to be, have a little more energy and, and excitement and, you know, yeah, we, we, we had Caleb, which was great. And, um, Kim's parents were with us, but it was a really hard day. And, uh, um, you know, I took my, my time to, be sad about it um but you know pretty quickly we just learned that the holiday isn't about the, the date on the calendar and that's how we that's how we deal with it now you know it's um you know the holiday is, is when we choose to celebrate it and we choose to celebrate holidays on whatever day we're all together and it might be a week early it might be a week late and uh it's you know, it's something to look forward to. We just don't make as big a deal about the day on the calendar. It's just about being together. Oh, I love that. That's really, that's so wise. And you know what um, really struck me that you said is that you took the time to be sad. You took the time to to feel what you felt about that first Christmas and not having the kids. Um, and that they were with your ex-husband, their dad. So that is something that is really important to your emotional health, your, your well-being, is to actually take the time to be sad. Take the time to feel those feelings um, and then just let that go, you know? Um, and I think, I think that's so helpful to moving ahead. Definitely. Yeah. 
what what kind of advice do you have if if someone um, came to you and said, you know, I've been divorced for a couple of years, I met someone, I'm in love with this person, and we're talking about moving in together, maybe getting married, but I've got some kids and, and she or he has some kids. What's your best advice for, for starting a blended family? For yeah. Because there's going to be talk at school, there's going to be talk at work, it's, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah, I, I have advice for somebody in that situation for the whole family, like the kids especially, and then also just for the the parents themselves. So for the whole family, what I would recommend anybody um, that's starting a blended family is get everybody to have a little sit-down family meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you want to make sure that the kids know that love is infinite. Um, oh, I love that. You know the the I think the biggest thing that happens is kids start to worry that oh my mom has um, you know a new partner uh, a new child and they probably don't love me as much right where do I fit in yeah yeah where do I fit in and am I still important you know because um, when, when things are new you know you do tend to to there's a little different um, perspective and maybe a little more attention even on it. And, mm-hmm. and so it's easy for the kids to start feeling like they don't belong and that they aren't as loved, but the good news is, and you know, this might be a good analogy for the kids. Love is not pie. I don't have eight pieces of love that I have to spread out between, you know, what used to be three people and now it's four people. So you yeah. get less love now and, you just have to to deal with that. Love is infinite, and I love you um, just as much as I ever did, if not more. And I love, you know, all four members of my blended family the same amount. And you know, they're all important to me. And um, you know, I, I care and love about all of them, no matter what. It's unconditional and it's it's um, unlimited. And um, you know, they. It, it may feel a little different at first, but that love is still there and they're not any less important. And yeah. also I think it's probably another important topic with the whole family to say, we're all going to do our best to function as a family and get along, but we're all going to make mistakes and uh, it's going to happen. And we need to be, we need to be, cons- we need to be caring and forgiving and, you know, just have some empathy for each other and communicate like we talked about before and, and just learn from the mistakes. But everybody's going to make them. There are going to be some things you try that work and some things that don't work. And and just keep moving forward and, um, you know, learning from the mistakes. So that would be my advice for the whole family, the conversation for both parents to have with, with all the kids. Oh, I love that. That it's so true that, you know, especially as a child and and even some adults are going to think they you're not going to love me as much because you have these new people in your life that you love. Well, yeah, that's yeah. that's not true because I'm going to love everybody because I do love everybody. Um did did the kids have an adjustment period? I'm sure they did of realizing that they are living together and they are family they are brothers I have to think back now 10 years I know 
Um, it, it, it wasn't as noticeable as, um, as, as you would think. I mean, we, we knew each other for, um, like a year prior and Mm -hmm. the boys were kind of used to getting together just to hang out as, as friends and buddies. And so I don't know if it was, if it was that, or if it was just the fact that, um, they were so young, you know, they'd just like, okay, sure. Yeah. New brother. Cool. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) That's always good. Um, it's, it's wonderful that, um, that you guys have taken the steps to ensure that everybody in the family is an equal and um, everybody in the family helps each other. And I, I just love that the kids are, they're close to the same age, but their ages are so just that much different where they can end up helping each other with different things. Um, yes. And they see that, that you and Kim are the same way. So, um, you know, kudos to you, but what, uh, do you have any, any, about that or something that comes to mind that's really cool um I guess just going back to the last question it it did occur to me that I think probably the biggest adjustment was for Caleb um bringing in two new brothers to (laughs) to his house because um Marcus and Mason and I moved in with Kim and Caleb into their house so it's still kind of their space Mm. and you know, Caleb was, was very young, but you know, there's still this, um, this, uh, feeling of, okay, you know, this is my space. These are my toys. Uh, (laughs) and you know, now there's two other kids coming in and you know how kids are like, they're most interested in something that somebody else is playing with. And, uh, you know, they, they can be, my kids can be kind of rough with, (laughs) with toys and, you know, that if something gets broken, you know, oh my goodness, uh, watch <laughs> out, you know, um, you know, you broke a toy that wasn't yours and that's, that was a you know, hard thing to deal with, you know, the sadness and disappointment on, on Caleb's end that his toy got broken and, um, you know, just, I mean, that was hard for Kim too, like, oh dang, you know, we, we bought him this and now it's broken. What are we going to do about it? And so that was a big, that was a big adjustment for um, for the boys. Um, and you know, we had to figure out the rules along the way, like, okay, maybe it's best that there's certain toys that, uh, if they're not yours, you just leave them alone. It's not just a free for all on, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody plays with everything. So that's a great um, idea. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, 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 that worked out, that helped. And, and I guess that was probably, that was an adjustment for all three of them because, um, you know, Marcus and Mason had to, had to learn of, you know, what, what, you, you know, even though this is their house and they live in, um, there's certain things that are kind of off limits to avoid that conflict was, was the goal there. So I love things it. Yeah. Are shared, but a lot of, but some things off limits. You know what? And that teaches them, um, respect anyway, that teaches them lifelong yeah. respect and, and think yeah. twice before you you know, you do something. So they're going to think twice before they pick up that tool. Oh, that's Caleb's. Maybe I should ask him first. Or, you know, maybe yes, I was, yeah, maybe I was told not to touch that toy or something. Oh yeah. It'll teach them respect. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh, Molly. I think that, that you are just, uh, I love you guys. I just think you're, you guys are so wise. You're so brilliant in putting your family together 
And I know that over the years you've had stressors, you've had um, trials and tribulations, right? But all in all, you guys, you know, you set your boundaries, you set the, the goal of universal love within your family, no matter if it's, if it's the, uh, the dads that live somewhere else and their kids, you know, and there are new blended families, um, or right in your house, you know, um, if everybody could take a page out of your book, everybody would be successful. And, and it does take, it does take learning and it takes, um, knowing that this is going to happen and that's going to happen and let's just deal with it when it happens because once it does happen we'll know better next time you know uh, I'm so excited that that I know I, I love you and I'm so excited that I know you and have, have watched you grow this beautiful blended family over the years well thank you for those kind words You're and, and uh, <laughs> yeah that that does make me feel good. We, I think we are successful. It's easy to sometimes focus on the, the things that don't go so well. Yeah. Um, but if you really honestly look at the big picture, um, yeah, we have done a great job. I'm proud of the work we have done and the family that we have created. We're, um, you know, we've got a great environment for our kids that they, for they, for them to feel loved and safe and um, supported so that they can, um, they can, they can grow up to be, um, men that we are, we are proud of and, and yeah. can, uh, you and, know, go out in this world and, and just, uh, you know, be successful and be kind. I think that's, that was, uh, huge. we talked about kindness a lot in our family and, um, you know, with, with other advice, you know, for the, for the co-parenting that I would have for, for the parents, and this could be a conversation that they could have um, just between the two of them. Um, you know, you want to get a little bit of a plan on co-parenting and discipline, especially like, oh yeah, how's discipline going to work? Um, you know, there's just so many different options, and you got to choose what you think makes the most sense. Um, yes, you know, you you could just say I'm going to discipline my biological kids, and you can discipline your biological child and um, work that way. Um, there's pros and cons to that. Um, we, we work together a little bit more. Some, sometimes in some situations, you know, we, we leave it to the other parent to, to discipline their own child. But, um, you know, I think one of the things we agreed with right from the get-go is if, if, we, if any of the kids do something that's related to not being kind, Kindness is one of our, you know, big um, pillars that, that yes. we try to emphasize and um, teach our kids, whether it's, you know, ki being kind to yourself or being kind to other people or kind to um, the things inside of our house. Um, That's a good know, point. The, yeah. The possessions. Yeah. I mean, the your, your own, you know, your bike, your computer. Um, um, so if in our house, if, if, if I see, uh, Caleb doing something that is not kind, then I need to step in right away and say something and do something and same thing with Kim, vice versa with, with my two kids. We, I think we, you know, we just kind of have as parents, co-parents giving each other permission, like, yeah, immediately if, if you witness something like that and, you know, yeah, step in immediately and you know have a conversation or whatever it is correcting the behavior 
or you know sometimes it might there might be a consequence for it so um you know that's that's one that we've agreed upon and then you know with other things that maybe you know aren't related to kindness it's kind of situation by situation and we try our best to um discuss and agree upon a consequence or you know some sort of discipline um and then come in as a united front but you know sometimes if if i'm not home or um you know if, if there's only one of us there you just sometimes just can't wait the one parent has to make an executive decision and right and do what they think is best and you know that's happened several times and i would say in those situations uh it, you know there's there's been situations where i thought yep that's perfect you know good job handling that I, I don't have any concerns and there's been other times where I was like ooh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know that maybe see that consequence was a little harsh or you know just the way you handled it seemed a little too harsh or maybe not harsh enough yeah um, you know, it's just not the way I would have handled it but it's over you know you can't go back and and change it and and you know it's neither one of us want to go back and uh you know, say, oh, you know, the worst thing you can do is undermine the other. Oh, right. That's such a good point. Or, yeah. 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 So, you know, you just have to kind of ride through that. And that's just another opportunity to communicate maybe and um, for, for, for future uh, right. instances that, that come up. So, and, you know, I think that that the kids um, learn trust that way. They learn to trust and they learn to listen, um, which helps them feel loved and it makes them feel freedom in their lives to pursue what they want to pursue. Like if it's sports, if it's music, if it's writing, whatever the heck they want to pursue in life, they know that you guys are there to support them 100% and that if they have questions about things that they're doing throughout their lives or, or whatever, that they're going to come to you and they're going to trust your judgment. Right. Yeah, that's the goal. We want to have a, an open relationship with them now while they're living with us. And then later on when they grow up and um, move on and have families of their own. So that's what we're the ultimate goal. Yeah, that's down the road, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's it'll be here before we know it. But we, know. we still have a, some time. We still have we still have some years with them here. Oh my gosh. Well, Molly, thank you for joining me in my Zoom room today for, yes. for our talk. And um, I'm so happy that you were able to have the time today to do this. It's a super important topic and um, you are very wise about all of it. So um, what I'd like to do is if you don't mind, you can, um, let's tell everybody your contact information in case they have questions or even if they want a new physical therapist, which why wouldn't you want to go to Molly? I mean, I do. Hey, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's she's helped me over the last 13 or so years fix things that I can actually move now, you know. And um, so, Molly, I'd love for you to give some of your contact information, whatever you feel comfortable giving out. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll give you my email address. Okay. So, it's my first name, Molly, M-O-L-L-Y. P is in Paul, T is in Tom, and then ATC. So Molly PT ATC at yahoo.com. All right. 
And yeah, I'm, I'm a physical therapist at Performance Therapies in Coralville, and uh, I love what I do. We see all kinds of orthopedic um, injury rehab, post-surgery, just weekend warriors, aches and pains, whatever you may have, um, we can help you out just to um, function better, have less pain, be more active, and just overall, you know, healthier, happier life. And and uh, yeah, that's how Shannon and I met. Yes. And yeah, it was a long time ago. And it's been <laughs> so fun just getting to know you and seeing you up and on over the years and keeping in touch. You are yes. an amazing human being. Oh, thank I you. Love you. And I'm just, um, you know, thankful that you asked me to come and be on your podcast. I feel like this is like kind of a bucket list thing. Like I do a lot of podcasts and now like. <laughs> What? I never thought I would be interviewed on one. Well, I love it. I love you. And, and I want to I thank you for keeping me mobile all these years. <laughs> and um, I'm going to give you my contact details, guys, too. Um, you can reach me through my website at www.sptheMindMechanic.com. You can also reach me um, at Control Fitness, all one word, Control Fitness, at aol.com that's my main email address and you can find me all over social media um shannon price also shannon's ageless fitness also the mind mechanic um, listen to my podcasts you can find them on any of your favorite podcast channels from spotify to itunes tune in google amazon um, iHeartRadio, and wherever you want to listen to podcasts even on my website you just type in shannon price the mind mechanic. And I want to thank Molly for joining us today. And I want to thank you for joining us today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.